Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Rachel Singer Gordon, uh, whose new book is called Point, Click, and Save, Mashup Mom's Guide to Saving and Making Money Online. Welcome to the show, Rachel. Thanks for having me. Let's just start with a little bit of your background and uh, kind of how you got into this whole thing and and how you uh, created this book. Well, I'm a former librarian, and a couple of years ago, I decided I wanted to leave librarianship and strike out on my own. And at the same time, we were going through this long and expensive adoption process for our second child. And I was thinking, well, I'm going to have this new child in diapers and formula and all this stuff that's going to be very expensive. And I started looking into then couponing and how to save money at the store. And I found all these people online who were offering advice, offering examples of their shopping trips and I kind of tried to copy what they were doing. And when I had a little bit of initial success, I thought, this is very cool, and I kind of jumped into it with both feet. And so about a year and a half ago, I started my own blog at mashupmom.com to share some of these deals and strategies that I'd found with others. And then I wrote the book, Point, Click, and Save, to give people kind of a background. Here's how you get started if you don't know how to save money at the store, if you don't know how to get started couponing. And then the blog is complimentary. It talks about here are the ongoing deals. Here is what you can do this week. Here's what you can do today. What do you mean by mashup mom? What does that phrase mean? Well, on the Internet, a mashup refers to a website that takes information from two different places and mashes it up or kind of smushes or combines it together to make something totally new. And by mashup mom, I mean a mom who takes and combines or mashes up different strategies in her own life, both money-making strategies and money-saving strategies at the store, in whatever balance is right for herself and her family. So you can get the book at that uh, website as well as Amazon and other places as well? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I don't have a coupon for it, but Amazon's the best place to get it right now because they have it on a discount, so that's about the same thing. Now, you talk in the beginning about uh, people should be frugal, but don't be cheap. What do you mean by that? Well, I think the idea of being frugal and what people often mix up being frugal with being cheap, and they see all these extreme examples like taking cold showers or making your own laundry detergent or timing yourself in the shower and so on. And people don't want to take those kind of extreme measures because, you know, those are the little pleasures that make life kind of fun. And what I like to do is instead talk about being frugal rather than being cheap. And when you're frugal, what you do is you say, well, I'm not going to make my own laundry detergent, but I'm never going to pay that full price of $7 a bottle for it. I'm going to get it as cheaply as possible on sale and with a coupon. So, again, finding that balance that's right for yourself and right for your family. Isn't it always a trade-off between time and money? Uh, How much time is it going to take me to either make or find the cheaper one uh, versus how much am I going to pay? How do people kind of do the time versus money equation? That's one of those myths about couponing, too, that it's going to take a whole lot of time and it's not going to be worth your time and effort. And I like to say two different things. First of all, when I go to the grocery store, I generally save a solid 50 to 90% on my grocery bill. And that's worth a little bit of time right there because our food expenses are one of the largest expenses for any family, and it's the one we can do the most about. And secondly, if you find people online who are doing this, Like at my blog at Mashup Mom, I talk about deals in the Chicagoland area, but I also talk about national deals at at drugstores like Walgreens, CVS, Target, and so on. And there are also other bloggers who cover every area of the country. So if you find somebody who's talking about deals at your local stores, they'll tell you. They'll say, here at your local grocery store, these are the best deals each week. This is where you can find the coupons that match up with those deals. And so you can just look at what they're doing and copy it rather than trying to go through and find the best deals for yourself. So it really doesn't actually take that much time if you learn from what other people are doing. Why do food companies offer such generous discounts and coupons on their meals if they're not going to make any money on it? Well, what they're trying to do, obviously, is trying to create brand loyalty. And what's interesting is in the newspapers, if a new product comes out, you'll usually see a really high-value coupon for it the first week. Hey, this is brand new. Take our coupon. Come out and try it. 
then about a month later, you'll see a little bit lower value coupon, then you'll see a little bit lower value coupon, and they kind of decrease as the months go on. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to get you to buy it with a coupon that first time, and then you decide, hey, this is pretty good. I like it. I'm going to keep buying this from now on whether I have a coupon or not. So coupons are one great way for manufacturers to build loyalty for their brands because most people are not doing what you call extreme couponing. They're not matching up those sales with deals. They'll use a coupon if they happen to have it. So is that true in your case that uh, you're just jumping from one brand to another that gets you the best coupon and you don't particularly care what it is? In many cases, yes. Um, in many cases, it doesn't pay to be brand loyal. Because if you're brand loyal to a particular brand, that's not always going to get you the best deal. And one of the examples I like to use is, again, going back to that laundry detergent. And I happen to use Tide for years and years and years. And I just happened to use Tide because when I went off to college, my mom sent me off to college with a bottle of Tide. So whenever I went to the grocery store, I'd look for that orange bottle, which happens to be one of the most expensive laundry detergents out there, and I'd always grab it and I'd always buy it. And one day I went to the grocery store, and it happened to be a kind of tight week, and I'm looking, and the Tide was $7, and they happened to have a bottle of All right next to it that was on sale for three fifty. I thought, well, okay, how bad can it be? So I bought it, and I brought it home, and I washed my clothes with it, and, you know, surprise, my clothes didn't stink. They got clean. They got just as clean as if I'd used the Tide, and I actually liked the scent better. So when you try different things, you can usually find that there are a number of brands that are going to be as good, if not even better, as the ones that you're used to, as the ones that you've always used just because that's what your family's always used or what you've become accustomed to buying. You said at the beginning of your book that you have to set priorities in figuring out how much time and energy to put into all this. How, how do you set priorities? Well, you decide what it's going to be worth for you. And some people just start out and they say, okay, my initial goal is I'm going to start saving just 10 bucks a week. And 10 bucks a week is a very achievable goal for most people. And once you do that and you see, okay, that's not so bad. That's pretty easy. I can cut $10 out of my grocery budget a week. That's $40 a month. That starts to add up. All right, maybe next month I'm going to start cutting out 20 bucks a week. And you can see um, what works for yourself and your family and what your goals want to be. And these will vary from family to family. If all of a sudden your major breadwinner in your family becomes unemployed, you might have to make more drastic changes right away. So this depends on what your family's needs are and what your family's priorities are. So when you set a goal and you have that in mind, it makes it much, much easier to change your shopping habits because you always have that in the back of your head. You say you can not only save money online, but you can also earn money. And we're going to get into that in more detail. But how do you spend the time on saving money versus earning money and using this whole online system? Well, in my mind, um, saving money is a lot more valuable than earning money. If you're um, doing earning income on the side or earning income as a part-time job, you're going to have to pay taxes on that income. If you work outside the home, you have all of these additional expenses from childcare to eating lunch out to clothes to gas costs to all these things that add up and take money away from what you're earning. Whereas when you save money, if I save $10 at the grocery store, that's $10 even. There's nothing taken out of it, so a penny saved is really worth more than a penny earned in this equation. You talk about some of the tips and tricks for online success. The first part is actually to get an email account that's separate, that's going to avoid spam. Is, is that an important part of this whole process? It really is. The more active you are online, and if you're going to be signing up, for example, if you sign up on company websites for coupons or a lot of companies give away freebies online, if you're signing up for things like that, number one, you don't want it cluttering up your main email account because a lot of times when you sign up for these things, you get on people's newsletters and they'll start sending you things because now they have that existing relationship with you and they're allowed to. And secondly, sometimes you can make a mistake and you can get on something and sign up and it'll start spamming you. And you don't want that getting into your main email. You want to keep that part of your life separate. So there's so many places you can sign up for free email. You can go to Hotmail. You can go to Yahoo. You can go to Gmail. And just get yourself an account that you use exclusively for signing up for these things. Great. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Rachel Singer-Gordon. Uh, whose new book is called Point, Click, and Save. Her website is mashupmom.com. We'll be back after this.
up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to go green? You've asked and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying, and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Rachel Singer-Gordon whose new book is called Point, Click, and Save, Mashup Mom's Guide to Saving and Making Money Online. Welcome back to the show, Rachel. Thank you. All right, you talk about the changing the way people should shop. What are some of the ways that people should change how they shop uh, to get better deals and, and use all these online coupons? Well, what most of us do is we go to the grocery store and we think, okay, what do I want to eat this week? Or what am I running out of? And then we run through the store and we grab those items no matter what they happen to be priced at. And then when we're going through the store, um, stores and companies have all sorts of ways to try to grab our attention and try to get us to buy things we didn't go in there for. They have end cap displays, they put eye-catching things at eye level, and they put impulse items at the cash register. So what a lot of us do is they end up going to the grocery store. You fill your cart with stuff. You pay $100, you pay $150, and then halfway through the week you realize, oh, no, now I'm out of orange juice, now I'm out of milk, now I'm out of something I need, and you go back to the store and you throw all this stuff in your cart again. Where instead, if you're a savvy shopper, instead of shopping around, okay, what do I want to feel like eating this week, you shop around, okay, what's on sale at the store this week? What are the best deals that I can get? And stores often run what they call loss leaders. You'll see the 99-cent box of cereal, for example. And that box of cereal at normal price is something like three fifty, something like $4. And what stores know is that most people will go in and they'll say, ooh, look at a 99-cent box of cereal. Let me go in for that. And then I'll do the rest of my shopping at the normal, everyday high prices. Now, what savvy shoppers do, they'll say, oh, look, that cereal's on sale for $0.99 cents a box. That's as low as it ever goes. What I'm going to do is I'm going to buy enough of that cereal to last my family until the next time it hits 99 cents again, which is usually in about 10 to 12 weeks. Sales at the grocery store go on 10 to 12-week cycles. So you might buy yourself eight boxes. You might buy yourself 10 boxes. You think, okay, that's an awful lot of cereal, but it'll save you from having to go into the store next week after your family eats the one box and pay three fifty for your second box. And so just doing that, even before you ever kill a coupon, you can save yourself significantly. 
You say that stockpiling is not hoarding. People have the wrong impression when they buy a lot at once. Is that the idea? They really do. And people think, oh, you know, you're cluttering up your house with all this stuff. They picture, you know, the little old lady with the piles of newspapers you can't get around. I'm not talking about things like that. I'm talking about buying enough of an item your family uses. So if you come and you look in my cupboard right now, I would have about 15 boxes of various types of cereal. And some people look at that and they say, oh, my God, you're crazy. Why do you have all this cereal? And I have all this cereal because I got it between 25 and 50 cents a box. And I got it between 25 and 50 cents a box by waiting and matching up sales with coupons. Now, I might not buy cereal again for two or three months because I don't have to. When we run out, I can just go and shop from my pantry. I can go and grab another box of cereal off for my kids. So it's buying things that your family is going to use and it's using them. When you hoard, on the other hand, you're not able to use those things. You're just collecting them for the sake of collecting them. And if you have all these old and dusty boxes of cereal on the shelf, they're past their expiration date, and you cringe at the thought of anybody ever eating them because then you have a hole on your shelf, that's a whole different thing. You say there are sometimes you can be paid to be loyal uh, with these online loyalty programs. How do those work, and why don't you name a few of them? Um, you have online loyalty and um, reward programs. And there's some cases where I will admit I am brand loyal. For example, I only drink Diet Coke. I don't happen to like Pepsi. So I go to a website called MyCokeRewards.com, and at MyCokeRewards, I can enter in codes off my packs of Coke when I buy them, and I can earn up points that earn me things like free Coke coupons. So if it's something that you're going to buy anyway, it's something that your family is brand loyal to, you can take a look and see if the company runs one of these loyalty programs so that you earn things for something that you're going to be buying anyway. What are some other examples in addition to Coke of some of these rewards loyalty programs? <clears throat> well, for example, um, Stouffer's, like the people who make Stouffer's lasagna have one. Um, some other um, large companies have them. And so you look for those. Anytime you have something that you're family buys consistently. And another thing to do beyond the reward programs is you can go to the company websites of products that your family consistently uses. See if they have an email letter that you can sign up for. See if they have coupons that you can print out from their website. And you can get coupons for products that your family normally uses. So that's another way that you can save money at the store. And you list some of these at mashupmom.com as well, is that right? Yeah, some of them I list at nashupmom.com. I list new ones as they come up, and I also list a lot of them in the book in Point, Click, and Save. Okay, now how about special diets? If you, if you, things you don't normally find, can you save money on those as well? You absolutely can, and that's another one of these myths that people have about couponing. They say, well, if I'm on a gluten-free diet or if my family wants to eat organic, we can't save money because the coupons are only for these highly processed foods or they're only for foods my family doesn't eat. Well, people um, will put out coupons and companies will put out coupons for just about any type of food. And what you have to do if your family eats a little a special diet is, number one, be a little bit more proactive. So if you don't find the coupons you want in those Sunday newspaper inserts of coupons, you, again, can go to the company website, say, hey, do they have any coupons I can print out? And organic companies have really gotten on the bandwagon with this. For example, Stonyfield Farm, which makes that Yo Baby yogurt and a number of other organic products, releases new printable coupons on their website every single month. So if you sign up on their website every month, you can go and print out new coupons. And that, again, helps them with the brand loyalty. It helps keep you loyal to their products, but it also helps you save money on those organic products that your um, family wants and your family uses. And the same thing with any other special diet. If you happen to eat gluten-free, there are a number of websites, for example, BeFreeForMe.com and other gluten-free websites that are devoted to finding deals and to finding coupons for gluten-free products. So for any kind of special diet that you have, if you're a little bit proactive in looking up and finding the deals and finding the coupons, then you're able to save money on those products. And even some of the bigger places, like say Whole Foods has something like that, or Organic Valley Co-op. So it's not only the smaller companies, but overall retailers have things as well. Right, and Whole Foods does put out their own coupons. They put out what they call the Whole Deal, and in the Whole Deal they have store coupons. And one of the useful things to know is that you can combine store coupons with manufacturer coupons. So if the Whole Deal catalog has a Whole Foods 
coupon, again, for that Stonyfield Farm yogurt, for example, and you have a manufacturer coupon for that Stonyfield Farm yogurt, then you can use both of those coupons on the same item because one is coming off as a store discount and one is coming off as a manufacturer discount. So that's another good trick to use is to always look for ways to combine your savings on items. You think that uh, cooking slower it saves you a lot of money? How does that work? <coughs> excuse me. Um, well, the slow, excuse me. The slow food movement is another way to save money. And again, you that way avoid those processed foods. And although there are coupons for the processed foods, if again you shop the perimeter of the store and you shop things like your meat, your dairy, your eggs, your um, grains, your whole flour, and so on then you can save money over buying a lot of the processed foods. So that's just another alternative way of doing it. People, again, have to find the right balance for themselves or their family. And whether that involves eating more whole foods, whether it involves looking for coupons for things, whether it involves signing up for um, companies and getting discounts on the products you use all the time, again, you find the right balance for what your family needs and the way you like to cook and the way that you live your life. Something apparently called super couponing, is that right? That there are classes that are like hyper couponing? What's the difference between that and what you're doing normally? Right, it's super couponing. There are people who teach super couponing classes, which again is this, um, they call it extreme couponing or super couponing, and it's the same sort of idea of shopping around the sales and always matching up coupons with those sales. And one of the things you can do is also beyond the grocery store is start saving money at the drugstore with these sort of extreme couponing deals. And one interesting thing to know is that stores like CVS and Walgreens and your other major drugstore chains offer these kind of money-back coupons. At Walgreens, they're called register rewards. At CVS, they're called extra care bucks. But what they are is every week in their ad, they'll say, you can buy this item for, say, $3.00. And you'll get a certain amount of these registry awards or extra care bucks, which is like money you can spend in the store on anything you want. So a $2 registry award is like a $2 bill you can take in the store and buy anything you want. And often they have items that are free after these registry awards or extra care bucks. So they'll say, you can buy a tube of toothpaste for $3, and we'll give you $3 registry awards back to buy something else. Well, that's kind of like getting it for free. But... What a super couponer will do is say, okay, I'm getting my free toothpaste. What if I find a dollar off coupon to use on that toothpaste? Now I'm spending $2 on toothpaste, and I'm getting $3 back to spend on anything else in the store. Now I've made a dollar by shopping. So super couponers, beyond looking for ways they can save, look for ways to kind of make money by using coupons at the store. You have a whole chapter on getting connected online. What are some other blogs in addition to your own? Uh, where people can find out about couponing in this whole field? Well, I always recommend that people find a blogger who blogs in their own local area because you want somebody who's going to cover your local grocery stores and cover your own local deals. And there's a couple great ways to do it. Number one, there's a site called BeSensible.net. That's C-E-N-T-S, able, sensible. And at Be Sensible, what they do is they have come up with what they call the grocery gathering. And in the grocery gathering, if you go there and you look up your state, they will list several bloggers, several people who list the deals in that particular state. So that's a great place to start if you're not familiar with the people in your local area to find somebody on there who covers your local deals. There's a similar website that does something of the same sort of thing called Bargain Brianna. And Bargain Brianna has a map of the United States. You can click on your state and, again, find bloggers who cover your local area. Another thing you can do is even just use Google. Put in the name of your local grocery stores and put in coupons or deals or something like that. And you'll often find people who talk about the deals and the coupons at your local grocery store. Because what bloggers do is they blog just about every day. So they tend to get up to the top of the search engines and the search engine rankings when you search for things like that. There's really lots of resources you have in that chapter on uh, web other websites and bargain hunting email groups and so on. Okay, we're going to take another break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Rachel Singer-Gordon, uh, whose new book is called Point, Click, and Save, Mashup Mom's Guide to Saving and Making Money Online. We'll be back after this.
markets up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Ready to grow your business? Listen for the Independent Business Owners Show with your coach, Rick Carrado. This entertaining talk radio program will bring you the tools to help increase your business. You'll learn sales success, time management, lead generation, business development, life balance, and much more. Rick Carrado is here to help you take your business to the next level. Listen for the Independent Business Owners Show, heard live every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Join Patricia Raskin, the host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday at 11 Pacific. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call to Positive Living, Mondays at 11 Pacific time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is uh, Rachel Sanger-Gordon, uh, whose new book is called Point, Click, and Save, The Mashup Mom's Guide to Saving and Making Money Online. Welcome back to the show, Rachel. Thanks for having me. Uh, let's talk about making money at home. What kind of things can people do online uh, that can earn them a decent income? Well, it's just like saving money. Again, you have to set goals for yourself and decide, well, what is it I want to do? Do I want to replace the income I'm using from not having a part-time job outside of the home? Or do I just want to make a little bit of income on the side? So, for example, I can save it up and buy Christmas presents at the end of the year and not get hit with that big credit card bill in January. So everybody, again, is going to do something different depending on their goals and depending on the skills that they have. So when I talked to people for the book, people were doing a huge variety of things, from people who were full-time eBay resellers, and what they would do is they would go out to garage sales, they would go out to thrift stores, they'd hunt down things that were bargains and resell them on eBay at a markup, to people who just answered surveys on the side and earned either PayPal money or Amazon gift cards or other things that they set aside throughout the whole year so they could buy those Christmas gifts. So again, it depends on your needs and it depends on what you want to do. Let's go to some specifics. Uh, Amazon.com has various ways, this marketplace program. How does that work? The Amazon Marketplace, um, it's somewhat similar to eBay in that you can list items for sale online through Amazon.com. But what's nice about the Amazon program is that you don't have to pay a listing fee. I sell some items online through Amazon Marketplace, and you only get charged a fee when that item sells. So it's useful for a lot of people. If you're selling an item that's exactly the same as items listed on Amazon.com, for example, a used book, a used DVD, and you sell it, it will show up right on that new item listing. So if somebody looks up that particular book or that particular DVD, it will say, well, you can buy this new from Amazon, or you can buy it used from a number of resellers, and people will see it right on the same page. So that's a great advantage right there. Isn't that undercutting their sales of new things if the same thing is right there used? 
You'd think it would. You would really think it would. However, since they take a commission on every single sale, they're actually making money on that. So they're making money from people who might not ordinarily buy the item new from Amazon.com. It might be too expensive for them, but they won't want to lose that sale. They don't want to lose it to somebody else who sells an item used on eBay or who goes and looks for it at a used bookstore, whatever it might happen to be. So Amazon's very savvy. They know they'd rather have something than have nothing. And how about Craigslist? How can you make money on Craigslist? Well, Craigslist, again, um, one of its big advantages over eBay is that it doesn't charge listing fees. And if you're selling something large that you don't want to deal with shipping and you don't want to have to deal with <coughs> people who are out of state looking at it, you can list it on Craigslist so only somebody local will find it. The drawback to that is now you have to deal with, all right, where am I going to meet these people so they can look at this item? Do I want to have people coming to my house? Do I want to meet them in a neutral place? So that's something to think about if you're selling items on Craigslist, whether you want to put that information out there for people to come to your own house. And you have something called Etsy. How does that work? Etsy is basically an online craft fair. And what people can do is if you're handy at making something, whether it's beading earrings or um, needlepoint or making crafty T-shirts or whatever it might happen to be, any kind of thing that can be described as a craft, you can sell it online as et at Etsy. And Etsy is very useful for people looking for, for example, a unique gift. They can go in and they can look for something. Let's say I have a friend who collects cats and anything having to do with cats, I could put in cats on Etsy and come up with thousands and thousands of unique crafts, and a lot of them will be one-of-a-kind gifts. So it's really allowed people to reach a whole new marketplace for the items that they're able to make at home. Now, in addition to buying and selling things, uh, you say some of the other ways to make money at home is including writing. What are some ways that people can do writing from home and make money? Well, one of the things that they can do is that they can use websites, for example, theexaminer.com, um, and what they do is they have people write articles and on various topics, and then people get a portion of the ad revenue on those articles. So the more people who read your article, the more money they'll make from them. So if you write on a popular topic or you become a well-known author on sites like this, you'll make more income. Now, most people aren't making a whole lot of income on this, but it's an interesting idea because a lot of their articles are very short and it's something you can kind of churn out in their spare time. Another thing you can do is if you've got to get into freelance writing, the Internet has opened up all these places where you can find new marketplaces for your articles. You don't have to go to the library and pour over Writer's Marketplace and try to find places to mail in your ideas. You can email people. You can find new um, outlets that only publish online. So it's opened up a new way for people to find places to publish their work. And you say blogging is a way to make money as well. How can you make money from blogging? Well, on a blog, like anything else, before you can make any money at it, you really have to build up an audience for it. And at mashupmom.com, I do make some money on the blog now, but I was blogging for a good solid eight or nine months before I made any actual money off of it. And the reason for this is the way you make money off of a blog is through what they call affiliate programs or through advertising. And in order to be attractive to advertisers or, or in order to qualify for these affiliate programs, you have to have a certain number of people reading your blog every day, reading your blog every week, because they don't want to put your ad, their ads on your site if nobody's going to be reading them. So you need to have something to say first, and you need to be blogging for the sake of blogging and getting out that information, not going into it thinking, I'm going to make a lot of money right away. So what are some of the best affiliate programs that you work with? I work with a number of them. Um, one of them, again, is Amazon.com. Beyond Amazon Marketplace, what the Amazon Affiliate Program allows you to do is to link to any item on Amazon.com and get a commission, get a percentage of the sale if somebody clicks through from your site and buys that item. So since I happen to have a frugality and couponing blog, what I'll do is if Amazon has a big sale or Amazon has a deal on a particular hot item, I can blog about that, say, hey, have you seen this deal on Amazon.com? include my affiliate link, and then I get a percentage of the sale from every person who clicks from that link and buys it. Now, there are other aggregating affiliate programs. The biggest one is called Commission Junction at CommissionJunction.com. 
And what Commission Junction does is it collects a number of different advertisers, major companies um, from Restaurant.com to Walgreens.com to OldNavy.com, a number of online sites. And once you sign up with Commission Junction, again, you have to fill out some basic information. This is my blog. This is how many people view it a month and so on. Then you go in Commission Junction and you find these individual affiliates, like let's say you wanted to sign up for OldNavy.com, and you need to apply within Commission Junction to be an affiliate for that program. And they look at your site and they manually decide, oh, am I going to approve this person or am I not? So again, you have to have some solid content there before you're approved by anybody in these affiliate programs. And then how about attracting advertising, uh, like Google's AdSense program? Is that easy for the average person to do? Yeah, anybody can actually sign up for Google AdSense. But and what Google AdSense does is it puts contextual ads on your page. And contextual ads vary depending on the keywords on your website. So if on my blog, I blog about deals at a local grocery store, and one of my local grocery stores happens to be Dominic's, every time I blog about Dominic's, I'll see over in my sidebar, my Google ad changes to, hey, you can print coupons at Dominic's.com. And so that's very nice because those ads are more relevant because they're contextual based on the content on your page. Now, again, this isn't something that you're going to make any money on unless you have a core number of people reading your blog. Because um, Google AdSense, the rates you are paid vary, but you only get paid when somebody clicks through on your ad, and the rate you get paid for those click-throughs varies by how many people actually view that ad. So the more people that see it on your site, the higher your rate of return from Google is going to be when somebody clicks through on it. Another way you say people can make money at home is mystery shopping. How can that work? <laughs> well, you start with a site like Volition.com is one of the biggest ones. And you want to be sure that you're, again, going through a reputable company, which is why you'd start with somebody like Volition. And Volition also has forums where people talk about their experiences with the different companies. So it's useful to see other people's experiences. But what you do mystery shopping is basically they will give you a store to go to, give you a certain dollar amount to spend, and you report back on your experiences shopping at that store or eating at that restaurant. So it's kind of a fun thing that moms can do in their spare time, bring the kids, do something you're going to do anyway, like shopping, and get the money that they're, um, <clears throat> they tell you to spend $10, they'll send you that $10 to spend, plus they'll pay you a fee for your time. So it's a useful thing that you can fit around your other activities. You also say direct sales is a way to make money at home. This is like Tupperware parties and things like that. What are some other direct sale possibilities today? Yeah, it's like Tupperware parties, except there's so many different ones now that people can do. Um, for example, there's Tastefully Simple, which offers different food products that people can sell on at-home parties and through their own Tastefully Simple websites. There's um, Party Light, which sells candles and candle accessories. So anything that you're interested in, you can probably find a company that has an at-home sales component to it. And those are both, um, it's got both an online and an offline component. So you have to find people to host these parties for you. So it's much, much better for somebody who's kind of outgoing to begin with. Somebody who has a core group of friends or people that they know that they can get started doing these parties. But it also has an online component because most of these places set you up with what they call an affiliate website. So you can make sales through that as well. And most of the people I talked to for the book who were doing these kind of affiliate sales would connect with their customers through these sites, through Facebook, through Twitter, through all sorts of these new media methods to keep connected with people online and to keep them interested in the products. You say there are ways to think, once you've learned a lot about this and are a good super couponer, I guess you might say, you can take your skills on the road and actually teach other people to earn money by teaching people about coupons. Is that the way it works? Yeah, there are a number of people who teach couponing classes. And places like local libraries, places like MOPS groups, the Mothers of Preschoolers groups, places like churches, are very interested in these types of programs because a lot of their parishioners, a lot of their patrons, a lot of the people who attend are struggling right now, just as all of us are struggling with high prices in this economy. And so if you can pass on those skills to others once you've mastered them, it's a fantastic way to make a little income on the side while passing along that knowledge and enabling other people to benefit and to do the same sort of thing. Roughly how much can you charge for giving a class like that? 
Well, this will vary depending on where you live, obviously, and the market you have. Um, normally, people charge about a couple hundred dollars for these types of classes. Very good. Okay, we're going to go to a break. Um, this is uh, Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Rachel Singer-Gordon. Her new book is called Point, Click, and Save. Her website is mashupmom.com. We'll be back after this. It's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. When you were young, did you feel free to daydream? Were you full of questions such as why, how, and what if? Did you allow yourself to be carefree, to dance and sing? Did you create just for fun? Want to feel that way again? Reclaim your natural curiosity and creativity with Dr. Carol Stalkup on Stargazing Stories, sparking your creativity. Revitalize your life, work, and relationships. Be more playful, be bold, imagine, explore, and live more creatively every day. Tune in Wednesdays at 11 a.m. in the East, 8 a.m. in the West on 7th Wave Network. Are you ready to talk football with the greatest wide receiver player and coach in NFL history? Tune in to Wide Open with Andre Rison. Andre is ready to talk to you and give his thoughts on the sport. There will be celebrity guests, coaches, players, artists, and more. He'll go beyond the game with a look from the coach's point of view and feature a high school player each week. Tune in to Wide Open with host Andre Rison. Featured Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. whose uh, book is called Point, Click, and Save. Rachel, tell us about some of the scams in this area. Well, you have to be very careful on the Internet. And, you know, I talked about things like answering surveys online and mystery shopping. And what you want to do is be sure that you stick with reputable companies. So if you see one of those pop-up ads like, hey, answer a survey and win a laptop, you know something like that is too good to be true. So one of the things you want to do is be sure to start at a reputable place. So a number of blogs like I do at mashupmom.com, there's one called workathomemafia.com, which I like very, very much, will list these kinds of opportunities. And you know, okay, somebody else has looked at this, somebody else has vetted this, somebody else thinks it's not a scam. So that's a good place to start is someplace you trust that so another pair of eyes has looked at it. And if you do see something that seems too good to be true, what you can do is look it up online. You can look it up at places like Snopes.com, and what Snopes does is debunk a lot of these places. You can look up the name of the company and put in scam or fraud or one of those words after it and see if you find people complaining about their experiences with it. See if you find complaints against it. And if you do, then that might give you a clue that, hey, maybe something's not on the up and up here. So be sure to be aware and to take a little bit of time to look into something, especially if it seems a little bit too good, if it seems like something that's promising a little bit too much. 
Your last chapter is on making bonus income online, actually doing online kinds of things. So let's briefly talk about some of those. The first one you have is getting paid to take surveys. Uh, this is legitimate. There are legitimate companies doing that, right? There are legitimate companies doing that, and it's one of the things that I do myself. I don't make a lot of money on it, but again, what I do, I mentioned people putting things aside for their holiday gifts at the end of the year. So I'll put things aside. I'll take my payments in Amazon gift cards, and then at the end of the year when Amazon has their all-big Christmas sales, I'll say, hey, what am I going to get for my kids this year? And other people will do it a little more intensely. Um, I've talked to people who made a good 200 to $400 a month just answering surveys, but they spent quite a bit more time on it. So what you'd want to do is sign up again with some of these legitimate survey companies. I list a number of them on the book, and I talk about them occasionally at mashupmom.com. But these include sites like, for example, mysurvey.com, pinecone research, um, surveyhead.com, valuedopinions.com. There's a number of them. And when you sign up with these sites, what you do is you fill out a basic profile about yourself. You say, this is how old I am. I'm married or not married. I have kids or I don't have kids. I live in this area of the country. And they'll ask you a number of questions and create kind of a profile of you. And then when surveys come up that match that profile, so a company will say, well, we're doing some market research, and we're looking for females between 35 and 44 years old who have between one and three children who live in the Midwest. And you'll pop up, and they'll offer you that survey. And so these will either come to your email box. They'll say, hey, we've got a new survey opportunity for you. Or you can log into the company's website and see if there are any new surveys available for you to take. And what I like about this is that you can do it in your spare time. I tend to do these on the laptop in front of the TV at night. So it's not replacing another activity. It's not something I have to spend a lot of time on. It's something I can do kind of not paying my full attention to it when I'm doing something else. Or I'll do it while the kids are eating dinner. Or I'll do it while I have a little bit of downtime and I don't want to think very hard about something else. So it's a nice thing that you can do in your spare time and do in the time that you have available. You also say you can get paid to view ads. Uh, how does that work? Well, that's another thing. Um, there are sites like MyPoints.com and UData.com. And at sites like this, again, what you do is you go and you fill out that initial profile. And then they'll do things, for example, MyPoints will send you sites an email. And they'll say, here's this site, and they'll give you a little ad about it. And if you click through to that site, you earn five points. And they always put it in points instead of actual dollars. And then once you hit a certain number of points from clicking through on those ads, you can cash them in on the My Points site for a number of things. Again, those Amazon gift cards, ZVS gift cards, gift cards to a number of various stores. And so you earn these points just by looking at ads and clicking through on them. And new data, again, works similarly, and they put it in cents. So you'll earn five cents for reading this email. You'll earn 10 cents for reading that email. So, again, these are small amounts, but it's something you can do on the side, and they tend to add up when you do an awful lot of them. You said you could also get paid to complete tasks. What kind of tasks can you complete, and how much can you get paid for it? Well, there's this um, site that kind of like um, Amazon has a site called Mechanical Turk. And at Amazon Mechanical Turk, they have a number of tasks listed that they say, okay, machines can't really do this. We need a human being to do this. And they'll tell you what the task is, and they'll tell you about how long they think it'll take, and they tell you um, what they're going to pay for it. And you can look at this list of tasks and decide, okay, is this going to be worth my time for any of these to do? You say you can also get paid to answer questions. What kind of questions can you answer? Um, there's a bunch of um, what they call expert sites, and there's also sites that um, help people with their Internet searches. One example of that is ChaCha.com, and what ChaCha does is it has human, what they call human guides or answer experts. And so if you're not finding an answer you need at a traditional search engine like at Google, you can um, pay money to one of these human-powered search engines to have an expert answer that question for you. So at ChaCha and at these other sites where you can be an expert, you get a percentage of what the person is paying for that particular answer. Well, we're about to finish here. It's, it's overwhelming the amount of things you could do. And it sounds like you spend most of your time doing all these things. Why don't you well, give people an overall strategy uh, to do both the money-making and the money-saving things uh, so that they don't spend their entire life doing these things? 
Well, again, um, decide how much time it is you want to put into it. Decide how much it is you want to save and how much it is you want to make, and then go from there. Because when you have goals and you decide, I want to save this much this week, I want to make this much this week, then you can combine strategies. And on these money-making strategies especially, don't think that you're going to get rich from any particular one. Instead, think, I'm going to think about ways to develop multiple streams of income. And that's to make a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit somewhere else. And just like when you're saving money, when you make a little bit of money from a lot of different places, that tends to add up. So think about ways you can bring a lot of different things into your life and what balance and what mix are right for you. So you're saying balance the saving money and the making money, and by saving some and making some, you can make a significant difference in your life. You really can, and you can um, save an awful lot. Again, I talked about saving 15 to 90% at the grocery store. I talked about getting your toiletries for free at the drugstore, and that frees up money you can use in other areas of your life. And when you're seeing such significant savings, and when you add on to that the money-making strategies and you start bringing in a little bit on the side, if you're saving enough, maybe you can easily make enough to cover those grocery bills, to cover those drugstore bills, so you don't have to find that income from alternative sources. In closing, Rachel, just tell them about your website and blog again and how they can find out more about you. I blog over at mashupmom.com. And at Mashup Mom, what I do is I talk about the local Chicagoland deals each week, but I also talk about national deals at stores like Walgreens, Target, and things like that, at online deals, and I talk about freebies and other ways to get things for free and for very cheap online. Terrific. That's been fascinating. It's a whole world that people should be investigating. Uh, my guest during the Money Answer Show has been Rachel Singer Gordon. Her book is called Point, Click, and Save. The Mashup Mom's Guide to Saving and Making Money Online. Thanks so much for being on the show, Rachel. Thanks again for having me. And we'll be back with another edition of the Money Answer Show next week. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.